and welcome to The Turning Point, a weekly show that's being created to help you overcome the challenges of having the career you always dreamed of. Together, we're going to be learning how to overcome those obstacles that may stand in your way. My guests will give you an insight into their own turning point and what issues they came across when starting their journey to a happier working life. Today's guest is Dee Atkins, who spent 14 years in the recruitment industry. Uh, she had chemo and became ill, lost the love of, for the industry, became a PA slash virtual assistant on the back of some networking. Dee, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Dan. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. After the technical hiccups that we've just had, this cost us half an hour. Wow. <laughs> we don't mention those. <laughs> I'm putting in all the I'm putting in all the breakups. <laughs> so yeah, 14 years in an industry and then making a change by what? Well, something that's quite drastic. So let's let's start from there. Let's start from year one of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a good place to start because, to be fair, it didn't happen overnight. Um, these sort of turning points people think oh it's a turning point I wake up on a Monday and I've changed jobs and everything's going in a different direction it's not quite like that (laughs) unless it has to be unless it has to be yeah but even then I think the turning point spans out over a matter of weeks months or even years sometimes well yeah I mean some some people never even uh, get to make the leap there's always something that stops in the way and never got the confidence to get there yes this is very true this is very true and um Mine was a mixture of unfortunate and not so unfortunate events that made me turn um, a complete different direction in what I was doing. Um, so I'll, I'll start from the beginning, as I said. So we talk about turning points, um, and just the sound of the word makes you think instant. But mine will cover a period of about three years. So we started back in, it's about 2012, 2013. Um, firstly, I read a book called Get Off Your Ass by Brad Burton. Um, I then joined a networking group that was founded by Brad Burton. Um, the book made me end up leaving my partner of six years. Um, and that when, that's when everything wow. started. <laughs> yeah. I read the book and I realised I wasn't happy anymore. And it gave me the push that I needed to literally turn my world upside down. That's a, a very thought-provoking book then, I guess. <laughs> yes, definitely. I've actually, I was reading a part of it earlier. Um, and it makes Don't me- tell him I'm not, I'm not ready, by the way. All right, I won't tell him, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's such a great book because it did literally turn my thinking upside down. And my partner at the time, he's great now, we're still friends, he's engaged to somebody else and they've got a baby together. Everything worked out for the best. But that was the, the turning point for me that made me realise I wanted more and I wanted something different. But at that point, I didn't know what. All right. Okay, so back in 2012, obviously I've read this book. I started networking in 2011 with for networking. Um, and I started building up a, a, a pool, a network of people that I could count on, that I could trust um, in business and in life. So it was, it was really nice. And I ended up going to an event. And I turned up for this event. And I don't know why I turned up so early, but I turned up about an hour before everybody else. And I got there and the venue was shut. And there was nobody about. So I called the person whose event it was. And I said, look, do you, need, do you know everything's closed? And they was like, no, we're on our way. So between myself and their PA, we found out where the caretaker was. We ended up getting the, the, um, the building opened. We found out there was no catering book for that day. So we got that changed. And when the person whose event it was turned up, he said, this is what you need to do for a living, not recruitment. 
So I sort of laughed it off and I was like, mm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good where I am, thank you. I love recruitment, I love sales, I love the, the just get down and dirty side of everything that it entailed, really. Um, and then later on that year, um, I've got a problem with my bones. Basically, my immune system doesn't like my body, so it breaks down my bones and then joins them all together. So I ended up having... Wow. <laughs> yes. Never heard of that one before. Yes. Yeah, um, well, it's ankylosing spondylitis with a little touch of rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis. Right. Big words. Um, so basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the protein in my body breaks the bone down. And then after the inflammation, it fuses the joints together over a period of time. Um, so to stop the progression of the disease, my specialist said to me, we need to put you on a form of medication. Um, called methotrexate and sulfazalazine um, and this is a chemo based it's chemo zone antibiotic so it stops your immune system from allowing the disease to progress but on the, on the downside it makes you really ill I became paranoid um, I genuinely thought I'd started a war in the Middle East at one point um, <laughs> all right yeah honestly I read a newspaper and I genuinely thought it was all my fault um, so it, it's quite funny looking back now, but at the time, it was quite a scary time, um, and my love of recruitment left. So I started thinking, where do I go from here? I do, do you think that just, did that just go because were you were thinking, I want to do something new, or do you think that, that was just, it was just, well, I don't like it anymore, There's such as, as, as rash as that, has just gone? I was, do you know what, I think I was just so tired, I couldn't deal with the 18-hour days anymore. I couldn't yeah. rely on other people so much anymore because with recruitment, you're relying on other people to do their job so you get your job done, Yeah, which is stress. Um, and I owned the company at the time as well. Um, so it was the added stress of running the business and everything else that goes on below that. Well, that's, there's <laughs> a lot happening there. There is, yes. Um, so as I said, I started thinking and I thought about the time about this event when the person said to me, this is what you need to do for a living. And I thought to myself, so what was, the what was the time difference between that? So when you decided that you didn't really, you weren't, you didn't really like the recruitment from when this person had said you need to do this for a living? Um, I was thinking about it for just over a year. All right. So it's playing on the back of my mind. So throughout the chemo, so about 12 to 18 months, I would say, um, from actually thinking about it to actually taking the plunge. Yeah. Um, but then, as I said, I, I did do a year with um, treatment and stuff so I wasn't in a place to start anything new at that time anyway yeah so yeah, it just completely knocked through to six and as I said I was re-evaluating where I needed to be and so I got in contact with some people within my network some of my connections said would you need a VA or somebody that does helps with events that kind of thing if I was to change jobs and they was like yeah definitely whether it be for sales social media events Anything. I've had I've had one client have me dress up as a farmer. Um, <laughs> at an event. Genuinely. Um so I do all different types of things. And it literally became an overnight success. I set up the company, I stepped away from recruitment, and I'd never been so happy. And I started to find out who I really was. I'd been in recruitment for so long that I thought that's who I was. But really <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't a dog eat dog kind of person. I was a help the neighbour kind of person and it just it changed my world my health started getting better because I was happier um, and then I ended up meeting the love of my life through networking um, Mike he completely changed my world and he made me realise that I don't need to be strong and I don't need to be the 
the angry person that needs to get everything done so quickly. I can help other people and rely on other people at the same time. You've got too soft of a voice by the sounds of it to be that that angry person. Uh, <laughs> no, no, definitely not. My my friends call me Maleficent. You know the right. um, the the witch off of Sleeping Beauty. Is that the did Angelina Jolie play the one? Character? Ah, there we go. Yeah. That's me. And I had to be strong um, and caged for so long, like she was, because of what had happened to her. So now everything's turning around. I've got a support network that I support and they support me. I've got a partner that lets me be who I want to be rather than having to be this really strong person and be brave all the time. So that was my turning point, really, that finding myself um, and just completely changing direction and just hoping that it was going to pay off. Would any of that have been possible without the people around you? Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I'm one for bottling everything up. I don't talk to people. It's my problem. I will deal with it myself. But over the last few years, I've learned that you need to talk to people. 100%. You're not going to be able to change direction without your support network. See, I quite like how... Obviously, you fell out of you fell out of love with uh, the recruitment industry, but I kind of like that you found w- where you wanted to go and found yourself really. Yeah. By chance. Yes, absolutely. By utter utter chance, which is is quite fascinating, really. Absolutely, it was two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, horrid, horrid year, and it was like something beautiful grew out of something terrible. Yeah, I was only speaking to somebody the other day, and something happened in their life. They they lost a partner. And it's some sometimes some of the worst things that happen in life create the best things. Yes. And it can either be a new outlook or force of change, um, whatever factor. But it is often out of the out of the dark comes the light, as people say. Yes, hundred percent. And I'm a total believer in that. Um, as Winston Churchill said, "If you're going through hell, just keep going." Well, there is that. <laughs> You've got to to get out of the other side at some point. Exactly. And one way or another, you will get out. And I suppose that's, again, it's persevering. Yes. Because it's not things, uh, often the hard things uh, are there to test us and you obviously come out of the other end stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a completely different person to what I was three, four years ago. That's great. So um, taking out just... And not forgetting really, but just not focusing on uh, you being ill, but the transition after that. Mm-hmm. So going from, I um, know you said it was kind of an overnight success, but obviously you've got some experience in being uh, running your own business beforehand. Yep. What, and that comes with an all-encompassing level of things you've got to learn quickly. The the learning curve is vast. Yes. So what? You've obviously got a lot of that already. So what new things did you have to learn going from one thing to another? Did you have to adapt? Uh, Do you have to change the way you do things from what you'd already done previously? What thought things got in the way that you thought, Christ, we have to just get around this by some way or means? Yeah, um, I I had to learn new skills. Um, As an organiser, I've always been quite organised anyway, so getting things organised becomes second nature to me. But learning about social media, for example, or learning the tricks of the trade when it comes to events, um, mm-hmm. just just different, just different skills really. I, I spent a lot of time on courses, internet, asking friends as well, um, people that are in the social media industry or the marketing industry, 
and bits and pieces. I, I picked up a lot of that um, from people that already do the job and they were willing to help me because I'd known them and we'd built up a relationship over a period of years. I wasn't so, yeah. alone. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in not being afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. Yes. Was, it, was What sort of things got in your way from sort of trying to grow? Mm, myself. I got in my way quite a bit. Um, in what sense? In can you do this kind of sense? You kind of talk yourself out of it because it's new and unknown. You tend to say to yourself, oh, do you really want to do this? Do you want to take the chance? Are you going to be able to pay the rent at the end of the month or the mortgage or the electric bill or whatever? Um, and you, you start to doubt your own abilities. And it's only when because of the people around me that would give me a kick up the butt and say, like, you're great at this. This is what you do. This is what you're designed to do. Your brain is there to be used and do these projects. And it was mainly my own obstacles that I was putting in my way. If my eyes just gone blank, so um, we've got we've got the people that, uh, and like it is. It, but the thing is, when you get when you start thinking like that, is it, it is a cycle, and you, it's it's it, it can get a bit dark and obviously very lonely. Yes. But the people you were speaking to were they were they friends? Were they uh, family? Were they just people you'd met like colleagues almost, or a variety? Fair, to be fair, I spoke about this before, but. I find it really difficult to speak to my my friends and family about this kind of thing because they're not self-employed. So I've created a family within for networking, for example, where I can go to my networking mummy or my networking daddy or uncle or, mm -hmm. aunt or somebody and ask for advice um, because they get it. They're self-employed already. They've been there. They've done that. The likelihood is they've been through the troubles that I'm going through now. So it was that family within my networking circles that I, I lent on more than my actual friends and family. My best friend, for example, she's always there for me. We've been friends for over 25 years. But I couldn't talk to her because I didn't know how to explain a problem that she wouldn't have been through. Do you not find that sometimes things like that speak to people who don't necessarily have an insight can offer something else that's do you know? Do you know? I'm coming from where they've got. They don't have any pre-determined um, sort of uh, judgment on it, so they come from a completely different side of the spectrum. Yes, they come from a more emotional side of the spectrum rather than a logical side. And depending on the on the issue, really, that can that can be sort of a deciding factor, can't it? It can. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, it's just that at the time I needed my friends within my business circles, and don't get me wrong, they are my friends. These are not just people that have got businesses, so I associate with them. These mm -hmm. people over the years have become personal friends of mine. But it was easier to lean on them than it was people that haven't been through the same situation. Because it's like saying to somebody who's just lost their mum, oh, I know how you feel, it's okay. Well, I don't because I've not lost my mum. Yeah. No, so I, all, I, although, I totally my, although my emotion for them is still the same it's still sincere i don't know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly what you mean mm -hmm. so the things that have happened if i was to say out of everything that you've learned since then since start since this it's, it's almost your it's, well, it's your second go on your own isn't it yes so what's well i suppose we can include the we can include the first bit as well so what are the biggest what are the biggest tips that you've learned from one to the other 
So if you were to write, if you were to write uh, something down to pass to a friend, are you going to go and say, say the most important one or two things? What would you say that those are? Okay, so the most important things. And that can be to quash worry, whether it's um, about anything, whether it's about themselves, financial, or it's about the skill set or anything, really, but literally anything. Okay, firstly, just go for it. There's never going to be a perfect time. If this is what you want to do, just take the plunge. Yeah, because it's easy. For, it, it will be easy for people to say, "Well, oh, there's a birthday coming up, or it's Christmas, or exactly. or whatever." There's always going to be something because that, as is the way his life, you're always trying to save him a bit of money to do something. Then it's somebody's birthday. Then oh, you're going on holiday, <laughs> and then there's another birthday, and then there's always something, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Um, and you just end up three years down the line, four years down the line, and you think, "Oh, I'm retiring next month, and I wish I'd done that." <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just one of those things that if you don't do it now you're never going to do it and if you're not and if you're hesitating so much then don't do it because it's not for you if you believed in yourself and you believed in what you were about to do you'd take the plunge i like that hmm. i mean i did it because i didn't know any better <laughs> completely Brilliant. complete naivety and i didn't have any money at the time because i just finished university so i thought well i can live with that money let's do it anyway I love it. When I first started out on my own um, many moons back, it was because I was made redundant after eight years. Um, so I, I didn't have a choice the first time around either. I guess it's in some ways that's you can't or you can use it as a way of, well, I can't hesitate because I have got to do something. Yes. And that was kind of it for, it for me. I'd, uh, I was like, right, well, we're going to do that. I'd already been doing it anyway, just as a bit of some freelance stuff while I was at university and I thought well I've got a bit of cash let's we might as well give it a go if it lasts six months or a year at least I've done it for six months or a year and I've done what I wanted to do and uh, it'll go back but mm-hmm. I am um, no, I think that's five or six years ago now and married and got a house I've even got a dog oh very grown up who's been barking in the background that's probably going to get picked up as well a crazy dog I haven't heard him it's all right so yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of one of those where I've I'm going to put an explicit on this. I'm kind of got one of those mentalities where it's shit or bust, really. Yes. It's out, I, people often ask, it sounds like a double negative, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not sure, but it's one I've used for, for as long as I can remember, so I'm sticking by it. <laughs> uh, and it is, it's, it's the same mentality, really. It's just give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? If the worst that can happen is that you have to get a job, at least you've moved forward, and you know that whatever you were doing is either uh, not the right thing or you can learn from it and try again. Definitely. Yes. And I think it was Cros Crosley that said, um, if you take the plunge now and you fail, you're only going to be back to where you started from. Exactly. So you're, you're in the position now. The position you're in now is kind of the worst position you're in. So, so take the plunge and start back to where you came from. That's excellent. Yes. That Cros man knows his stuff. Uncle Cros. Uncle Cros, yeah. Uncle Cros. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that, that's actually a fantastic way to look at it. Definitely. And I am of the... Oh, am I allowed to swear? I've, I've already said shit, so yeah, we'll put an... Expl- uh, we're not, the, not going to be the first one to swear. Brilliant. Okay, great. I'm of the fuck it mentality. Just, just, <laughs> just <laughs> literally. I have, if you give me a 9-volt battery, I will lick it to see how bad it is, and then I'll lick it again just to make sure it was as bad as it was the first time. Yeah, I like that. It's the same, that's that's the same sort of thing as it just yeah. It's the same sort of thing I was going for, yeah. 
Uh, what's the worst can happen? Yeah, exactly. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> right, Dee. So how can people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Brilliant. They can find me at www.missmakeithappen.co.uk. Um, I am on Twitter at M-I-H underscore D-E-E. I'm on Facebook as facebook.com forward slash M-I-H-D-E-E. Um, and you can find all my, all my other details on the website. That's great. Thank you very much for that. No uh, and thanks for sharing your story. I know there's quite, there's some uh, big things in there. It's obviously quite personal. So thank you very much. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. And that's it for this episode of The Turning Point. I've been your host, Daniel Moore, and our guest today has been the wonderful Dee Atkins. Uh, and together we can make one of life's biggest hurdles look much easier to overcome. <laughs> <laughs>